Hey, babe, I'm home. Hey, honey, how was the marriage seminar? Man, I was looking at all them couples in there with their kids, married, definitely looking like they balling out, got all the bread and everything. And I'm, man, I caught the COVID-19 in that mug. The what? The COVID-19, when you itching because you're looking at what everybody else got and you thinking about what you don't have and it's just like you in there coughing like y'all don't deserve this i think i got it too what's up everybody it's your girl daniel hamilton and it's your boy sellers hamilton and you're listening to another episode of tour Tour Life. life so the other week we watched a movie with one of our good couple friends it was called the occupant and y'all it was really 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 good and honestly it got me really upset at the end but just trying to put that plug in there yeah it's a good movie i'm super picky i don't think movies are good ever and the reason I think it was good is because I couldn't predict it because it was so crazy. Like, what what would you say the premise was? It was a, 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 a married man. Basically, it was about this man who had his own family. Own family. He had a wife. He had a son. And then he didn't have a good job no more. He couldn't afford the apartment that he absolutely loved. They actually had to move to a different apartment. And from there, it just spiraled. So he ended up meeting the person who lived in their apartment next. He wanted the other man's life. Married man, had his own family, had his own son, but he was so caught up on wanting what somebody else had that it eventually drove him to not only become a manipulative man, but eventually even a murderer. And we started thinking about this movie when we were thinking about this concept today because my wife came to me and you were like, hey, let's do a topic about... like." I felt like I wanted to talk about... topic that a lot of couples may struggle with because I know that's something that I have personally struggled with. We both have struggled and with this. And it's a comparison. Comparison. Comparison, envy, coveting is the yeah, biblical the Bible, word. The Bible calls it coveting. It's just so real, right? Like what we see on Instagram, it makes us want things that we honestly didn't even want beforehand. But it's like when it's in our face, it's like, oh, that actually looks really nice. Or, ooh, look at them doing this. And I just wanted us to kind of converse about just what that is and what we can do about it, right? Exactly. Because it's real. Yeah, like you don't even have to go as far as Instagram to even realize that there are things in this world that you know you don't have and you know exactly who has the thing you want. And so what's the dictionary definition of the word covet? The definition is wanting something that doesn't belong to you the definition of covet is to want something that doesn't belong to you mm-hmm. okay so i think when we were talking about this there's there's so many things that i'm sure i just put myself in in, in the listener's shoes right now if i heard you talking about wanting something that doesn't belong to me i immediately wouldn't think that that's always bad right right i i, I can think about things that I've wanted that were good things Mm -hmm. that I didn't have and that ultimately if I didn't ever want good things I would have never became a better person exactly what's the difference between a healthy way of wanting something that you don't have and then the danger that you're talking Mm -hmm. about which is coveting that's so good yeah I think the difference I would say is inspiration versus coveting and so let's put let's let's add an example right I feel like we could be very inspired by other couples because we are, 
right? We have a lot of friends, couple friends who are doing their thing, building wealth, building the kingdom, flourishing. And it's a cool thing for us to be like, hey, I am inspired by what they're doing. But the big difference is coveting looks more so at the blessing rather than the blesser right because we should be inspired by these people because we know that they are serving a god that has allowed them to have what they have that's good it's like if i look at what this other couple is doing and i'm like yo i want the financial stability that they're in i want to have as much money as they have or i want just in general like i want to be good with money the way they are then because I'm setting my sight on only what they have and not the God who gives it to them, then my sights are too low. I'm coveting something that ultimately is gonna be a continual chase because if I get the money that they have, then eventually I'll just look at another couple that has more money and then set my eyes on them. But the funny thing is when you set your eyes on God, you're always satisfied because there's always him fulfilling you and giving you more than what any other human can give you and what you can get from trying to set your eyes on any other human. So our first point that we want to talk about, I think as we kind of get into this, is the cute couple you follow on Instagram is not the standard. Mm, Say it again. The cute couple you follow on Instagram is not the standard. You're talking to me, for real. Jesus is. (laughs) I'm talking to me. I'm like, we post our highlights. Everybody posts their highlights. When we travel. People think, I've hit. I've had people hit me up all the time. Not even just on the hit up. I've had people say in person like, dang, you and then you're always going places. No, we not, fam. Like we just post our two travels. You know, we might take two <laughs> trips a year. They hella spaced out. But because we ain't posting every single day, you just see the travel trips and you like, dang, they... Not knowing we in the house 340 days you out, know, the year, out the year, doing the same thing you doing. And we all tend to set our sights on what someone else posts as their highlight moment and automatically think, dang, he brought his wife flowers. My husband don't bring me flowers. You know what I'm saying? He just posted it that day and you happen to see it and now thought that that's how their marriage is that much better than yours. And it's not. And that's exactly what coveting is. And so I just really want to touch on a scripture that talks about this. Exodus 20, 17, I'm using the NLT version. It says, you must not covet your neighbor's house. You must not covet your neighbor's wife, Mm. male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. That's good. That's huge. Mm. Uh, Crazy thing about coveting, right? Whenever you want that thing, you can't appreciate what you already have. Right. It's like you're blinded from seeing what you really have. It's just really crazy. The reason we want to talk about coveting and we brought up the movie at the beginning is because coveting's wrong. I didn't realize coveting mm-hmm. was wrong. And there's times in my life when I've sat in seasons of just wanting something that I didn't have. Just a transparent moment. I think about how as an artist, uh, there's been seasons in my life where I wasn't even able to really effectively minister to the people who really were rooting for me and supporting me because my eyes were so set on artists that had big stadiums filled with fans. And mind you, God's given me a a group of people who love me and support me and who are looking for me to to give them something that God has given me. They're looking to, to hear something from me and I'm ignoring them, stepping over the people that God gave me because 
I'm not able to see them because I'm so busy looking at what another artist has. So that's that's my example. That's really good. And so as y'all know, me and Salazar doing ministry together where we have a business together. Shout out to So and Tell. Shout out. Um, and, And I feel like being that we are in this new season, right? It hasn't even been a year yet. I found myself comparing myself to other couples who are doing business together. You know, they thrive in, they build in wealth, all for Jesus. So similar to us, right? But it's when that envy and that that um, comparison and that covenant comes in where it makes me forget the blessing and the season that God has me in right now. And honestly, it makes you not appreciative for that. And that's what really the sin is. That's good. You know what's so crazy, right? There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about how every kind of evil stems from envy. And then it goes on to list all these other crazy things that you will be like, yo, that came from envy? Legit, if I'm not even grateful for what I have and walking in gratefulness and I'm coveting what someone else has, the Bible talks about me getting to a place that's unheard of, unthinkable, just because I was coveting. James 3 says, starting with uh, verse 14, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Every kind of evil. Wow. Every kind of evil coming from that. That's crazy. Ecclesiastes is is a book that I love in the Bible because it's like one of those wisdoms books along with Proverbs and even Job. Ecclesiastes, you know, Solomon is writing about all the things that we chase in life that ultimately we look for to fulfill us, but they don't lead us with any fulfillment. He talks about chasing money, chasing wisdom, trying to, trying to know everything. But then he also talks about chasing what what other people have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Ecclesiastes 4. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4.4 4 in the NLT, actually. It says, Then I observed that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. Mm. But this, too, is meaningless, like chasing the wow. wind. They just made it plain, y'all. Do y'all see that? Basically, envying your neighbors and what they have and actually the motivation, the why behind you trying to strive for success is meaningless. That's it. You will, at the end of the day, get to heaven and get to see God and think about, dang, I spent years of my life trying to be like my neighbor, trying to be like someone that you didn't create me to be, trying to have everything that you didn't give me. And I wasted a lot of time because you mm-hmm. gave me other things, but I ignored those things. And right. And and that's the thing too, right? It's like when we're so busy trying to chase something else that somebody has, we can't be faithful with what God is calling us to do. And it even talks about that in scripture, right? Because honestly, your envy, you're envying, you're coveting, your selfish ambitions, your jealousy can actually block you from the next season that God is trying to call you in. Because he's call, he calls that 
actually it's in, in Luke 16 10 it says you are, if you are faithful in little things you will be faithful in larger things but but if you are dishonest in little things you won't be honest with greater responsibilities so you'll never get to that level where God is trying to bless you like hey I'm trying to get you there but you're trying to get it by your own means by your own hands when it's like no there is no formula however the you know the other couples that you're looking at or whomever you're looking at they the reason why they're there is because God led them to do it a specific way just like God is trying to lead you to do it a specific way there is no formula yeah I want to I want to publicly repent right now for the time in my life that I've wasted wanting what someone else had the time in my life where I've wanted what another artist had the time in my life where I've looked at someone else's marriage and said man like they seem like they have it all together the times in my life when i've basically set my sights on something human and not god who's above everything Mm -hmm. and i think that i've lost portions of myself because of that and i don't want anyone who's listening who can relate to seasons that you've struggled with seeing what everyone else around you has and feeling down about yourself and not feeling like you have anything valuable to offer I don't want you to sit in that any longer. And I think that it's so powerful that my wife wanted to share this topic because this is a freeing topic when you really embrace it. It's really. Yes, yes. And that's our hope for like this podcast, that we can be free from the lies that the enemy tries to plant in our heads about the fact that we have to compare one another. And we want you to experience that freedom as well. And most importantly, God wants you to experience that freedom because he called you into a specific season, into a specific life, and you're going to miss out. We're going to miss out if we're too busy looking at somebody else's lawn. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you know the saying, like, the grass is greener on the other side. It's yeah. Like- there, there's a, a one, of, one of the pastors that I grew up around back in Atlanta, he used to say all the time, if you're looking at somebody else's grass and thinking it's greener, then it's time for you to water your grass. Yes. And um, I just remember hearing his little southern twang when I hear it. Before we get into these last couple points that we want to leave you guys with, these are practical things that we're going to say, but things that we also have adopted into our life to counter the moments when we're struggling with this and and when we will struggle with this again in the future. Right. It is inevitable. The one thing I want to say before we give you guys these points, you are exactly where the Lord desires you to be right now. You have everything that the Lord desires you to have right now. Be grateful for, for God and what he's given you because he didn't make any mistakes. And uh, that's that, that's something I just want to share. And that honestly leads us to our takeaways and kind of like um, practical steps of what we can do to counter these thoughts. So the first one is, as my husband said, it, be grateful, like be intentional about being grateful for the things that you do have. Something that we are trying to do is create a gratitude journal or even like just a list on your phone. Just start jotting down things that you're grateful for. Oh, I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful that I have a wonderful husband who loves Jesus. And then you'll start to realize that, man, God really is good. And I don't need to be worrying about what another person has. Absolutely. It makes me think about that scripture in 1 Corinthians 13 that says, love does not envy, Mm. which you know, when you really think about it, you can't love and envy at the same time. And so I think that with that grateful list that you're talking about, 
that's one of the powerful ways that we can continue to love God and so also true. love our spouse and yes. love our neighbor is yes. when we're actually grateful for them and grateful for what we have. Uh, so true. Second thing that we want to say is confession. One thing that we've made it a practice to do and that we want to continue doing is acknowledging when we're in seasons where we're struggling with comparison and struggling to not see what we have in front of us. And so one way that simply happens is uh, I've come to my wife many times and said, babe, I'm having problems feeling like I have what I need. I'm having problems looking and comparing myself to this person over here or what they have and and comforting each other in that with the truth and the affirmation, similar to what we just shared with you guys as well. Exactly, and that leads us to the next step, affirmation. So we all play a role in this. So when one spouse confesses something like, hey babe, I'm kind of feeling like, you know, a little low and comparing myself, my husband's response should be an affirmation. Like, hey, just like the one he said, you're supposed to be right where you are because this is where God has you. You're successful because God has made you successful. Yeah. And the final thing is to pray. Mm-hmm. Nothing that we're saying in any podcast episode means anything if you don't take it to God. God is ready to listen to you. He's ready to hear you and and heal you and speak to you and respond to you. And when we pray and tell God, number one, the Bible talks about enter into his courts with thanksgiving and his gates with praise. Mm-hmm. When we come to God grateful for who he is and how great he is and everything that he's blessed us with, the fact that we even have air to breathe and that he's protected us and kept us safe it's impossible then to to continue on with this this just list of things that you don't have and and basically just all these petitions without being balanced and seeing what you already have been given from god so that's something that that we really give an offer to you guys that's really been blessing us and that we'll continue to do i kind of want to end with this charge for for all of us it's galatians 5 26 let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Amen.